What it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, aka Shonuff71. And you are tuned into season one, episode 17 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And along with me in the digital studio, we got the Bay Area Terra Dez. What's going on? Not much, not much. Just, you know, taking a quick break from that from that one game everyone's talking about. So, but I'm glad to be here with everybody. Cool, cool. And we've got the food max of gaming, the man that'll tell you how to maximize your gaming dollar. We got Joe Fongul, a.k.a. Trader Joe. What's going on, bro? Uh, not much, man. Uh, I went to go, I was trying to maximize my value yesterday. I went to go buy a game at GameStop, and I realized the clerk mentioned that uh, uh, he got the same game in the Humble Bundle like a week, uh, like a month ago. And I was like, oh, crap, I got that same game in the Humble Bundle, too. Oh, wait. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's my that's my worries and trials and tribulations. So just don't even know what you have anymore, do you, Joe? <laughs> I came home promptly and redeemed my Steam key for Pillars of Destiny. So <laughs> or Pillars of yeah, Pillars of Destiny. Yeah. It was a destiny. No, no, it's pillars of eternity. What the hell? Like you got destiny so on the focused. brain. I'm so focused. <laughs> Yikes. Ugh. Well, we know what's on his gaming brain. Yeah. No, it's... And it's probably on all our gaming brains, to be perfectly honest. But uh and also returning listener guest, we've got the man Alberco joining us tonight. How's it going, Al? Going pretty good. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely, absolutely. And um well, if you haven't guessed already, there was this little indie game by this little small outfit called Bungie that uh, released recently, and it's called Destiny 2. So, uh, fair warning, if you could care less about Destiny 2, this is probably the episode to skip. No, because, no, no. Uh, well, I, I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just being, I'm just laying it out there. You know, you know, you got you. Love, a lot of people love Destiny, and some people don't. So I'm just giving them fair warning. I'll just say a good portion of the show. That's what they make a fast forward feature on your, on yes. your iPhone or Android de- de- device of choice, whatever. You yeah, mean. you still got the mashed potatoes, biscuit, and the wonderful corn on the cob, the rest of our <laughs> accompaniments of the show. But let's be honest, a good chunk of this show is going to be dedicated to Destiny 2 and our initial impression. So it's out there. You got your fair warning. Um, just my initial impressions real quickly. Um, 700 hours invested into the original Destiny. Uh, going through all the highs and frustrations and sometimes at times just about wanting to grab the disc and throw it out the window. Just, just, just being honest with uh, some of the ways some of them drops uh, came or didn't come, rather, uh, for the most part. But I, my impressions with Destiny 2, I don't feel that I'm going to have the same uh, weariness. And, I, and weariness is the wrong word because I never stopped enjoying playing the game mechanically. My issue was I just I just felt that I never got the drops that I wanted, the, the gear that I needed to get up to that maximum light level. And I'm kind of picking picking up that with Destiny 2, I don't think that's going to be as big of a problem. I'm sure it'll be a challenge, 
uh, once that uh, power cap is is uh, approached, I think they said things start shaking up around uh, 220, 230, something like that. But I'm just kind of picking up that I it's not going to be that big of an issue. And I base that off a couple of things. Number one, the weapons that I'm picking up, even though they're low in power, you know, in compare you know, in in conjunction with my character who's fairly low in power, I think I'm at 104 right now on my hunter. The weapons are still good. Um, I'm actually putting out I've got weapons that are actually putting out a fairly good amount of damage uh at least against the enemies that the computer is throwing at me right now and number two I'm those loot boxes that I'm finding out in the uh in the open areas whether it's the European dead zone or even on uh Titan uh those are the two worlds that I have opened up right now I'm. I feel by picking up some of these uh, these loots, these medallions that you can redeem at specific uh, uh, key NPCs at their uh, respective uh, base points. I don't think I'm going to be hitting that struggle as greatly as I was in the first Destiny, and I, I really do appreciate that. I hope that continues as as the gameplay as the gameplay goes on. But I have to say, the thing that I am without a doubt the most impressed with Destiny Two is the mechanics of the game. I don't know how they did it. I've said this. I said this during the beta, and I think it's even more so now with the finished product. I feel they made the weapons, the tactile feedback with the weapons better through the controller. I, I don't know how they did it, but in, in my opinion, they did. With each weapon seems that I've picked up seems to have a character of its own. The only type that I'm not really feeling right now is the grenade launcher. And... Uh, I think it's a weapon that's probably good against uh, groups of enemies or uh, attacking a singular boss, or you know, even your situation when you're attacking a a, uh, a uh, guarded uh, enemy, you know, have with that yellow life bar or that a named enemy. That's what I was trying to find a named enemy, but. The the grenade launcher for for right now for me I can I can take or leave but every uh, even the sniper rifle uh, and I really wasn't the greatest sniper fan before the sniper rifle even feels uh, I, I feel a little better with it at least in my using it in the uh, PVE um, and the just the mechanics of the game have just really really hit home for me. And, and I mean, the story, more story elements is, is great, but for me, hands down, because I, I play video games for the mechanics, um, it's how those the, the different guns feel as I'm using them and seeing how they're uh, little small details. Like I, And I think it does this with any uh, uh, 
polarized weapon, meaning whether it's the arc or solar or or void, uh, uh, void. Uh, if you're shooting an enemy with the corresponding shield, that shield blows up once you <laughs> once you shoot it, and it's I'm I'm guessing it does a little bit of uh, bonus damage when that happens. I I just like that added touch. So mechanics wise, this game is just really really impressing me. It does, so, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It so. Does. Go. What What do you guys think of the? What are your initial impressions with uh, Destiny Two right now? Well, I think I think since Joe has the most hours out of all of us, I think on this, I don't know Al's, you know uh, how many uh, how many hours Al has, but I think Joe definitely has has um, Kevin and I beat. So uh, why don't you start us off, Joe? Since you seem to be like a super hardcore, <laughs> you know, Destiny fan, why, why don't you start us off? Um, my impression so far right now is I'm enjoying what I played. I kind of had a delay in starting the game. So even though I got it on Wednesday, because uh, Best Buy decided not to have a midnight release because they are a bunch of dodo heads and I guess their marketing didn't coincide with uh, Activision Bungie on that. Uh, so I eventually got it like Wednesday night and uh, didn't really want to take the time during the week to sit down because I know if I wanted to play, I wanted to play a lot, you know. So I actually waited until Saturday to do that on there. Plus, I had a little household crisis this week with uh, my animals. So, but that's all been uh, taken care of. So, but, uh, you know, as far as my impressions of the game so far, I'm about level uh, 15 with my Titan on there. And it's just, even though it's new, it felt so damn familiar just to get into it. It's just, it's like putting your hand inside that same pair of gloves, but then you look and you got like, you know, spikes on the knuckles and added, <laughs> uh, flare above and beyond, uh, what you remember, you know, those old familiar gloves. So it's just, um, I almost think almost in a way that there's too many sparkies, too many uh, fiery effects, you know, it's almost like it's like, it's, Alluring, especially with the opening sequence again, that was repeated from the demo on there. Um, I don't know if having a 4K TV is helping, you know, as far as all that with all the, um, you know, all the 4Kness of everything, you know, as far as what I'm playing so far on that. I know that there's no visual settings, so I can't sit and tinker with that, but I know there's a HDR patch on this way, so I will enjoy that quite, quite a bit. But, uh, um, overall, I mean, God, it just, it feels familiar, but still if it, it feels great, it, it's, it's like, uh, reinventing the wheel, but at the same time, it, it's, uh, just that like video game comfort food, the gunplay, my God, the gunplay is like, you know, just the way that, um, guns resonate, um, as far as the force feedback and just the tactile feel of all the different weapons, um, you know, I'm kind of still sad that the fusion rifles kind of stuck in the special weapon category because I enjoyed fusion rifles quite a bit. So, but uh, I love to like, you know, because I'm I, at the beginning of the game, I was not kind of getting the feel for the kinetic weapons. I, you know, wasn't uh, making sure to grab and pretty much what I do now is I make sure I have at least one void, one fire and one electric weapon um in my uh, kinetic weapon uh slot and i don't really care what type of weapon it is i just want to make sure that i have um 
the weapon appropriate for the enemy I'm fighting, just in case if I get it to a captain or something like that. Um, yeah, but the weapons itself, I mean, they they punch. Granted, I have I'm just working with greens and blues right now, so I haven't got any exotics. Obviously, I haven't got any legendaries yet. So, um, you know, I feel like I'm just getting started on the game. So, um, a lot of my first day of playthrough was just uh, kind of soaking it all in, and I wasn't you know, employing to do story missions, you know, one after another. I was just uh, spending time in the in the EDZ. And just kind of going from event to event and, and doing kind of like a, what I did uh, back in the day with Destiny. A lot of my time, especially if I wanted to chill and relax, was just, you know, going out on my sparrow and just, you know, shooting some shooting some geese out there, you know, blowing off some steam, you know, kind of just relaxing a bit. So, um, but overall, you know, I'm... Another thing that kind of stuck out to me, I don't know if it stuck out to you guys, is the um, soundtrack this time. The soundtrack, they just hit the nail on the head, man. I, I swear, I just, at times, I was actually just uh, stopping the action just to kind of absorb the uh, soundtrack and the layers of the voice acting on top. And uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Bungie has the um, soundtrack available on YouTube right now. And they have the full soundtrack. So you could kind of, you know, cue that up and listen to the whole thing ad-free. So, and if you uh, download it from the uh, Bungie website for ten bucks, you're able to get a, a special engram. Oh my God! <laughs> so, actually, not engram, an emblem. Excuse me. Don't want to get into those engrams. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> how about you, Desmond? How did you like it so far? I liked it pretty good. I liked it pretty good, but. I want to hear what Alberto has to say, or Al has to say, because he, sure. you know, is our guest. So, so what oh, are yeah. you? What are your thoughts about it, Al? Have you, you know, have you? How much have you played of it? Are you getting into it? Is it too des- different? Too much the same? Like, like, what? Do you, what are your initial impressions? Well, before I uh, got the game, I was kind of worried that it looked a lot like the first game, and so I just had media blackout on the game until I actually got it and started playing it. And I'm glad that I was wrong because even though it feels very familiar, just like Joe said, there's so many new minor mechanics that make it feel fresh again, but it's still destiny from the first game. And uh, I finished it. I finished the game with my Titan and the story, the campaign at a beginning middle and end and it was satisfying all the way through and it seems like Bungie reached back into their bag of tricks from back in the Halo days and and they got something out of out of those Halo games and they added it to Destiny 2. I don't want to spoil anything but as you get through the game you'll at least for me I got some of those nostalgic feelings about Halo Halo 2 So overall, I'm I'm pretty impressed. Oh, cool! I mean, now my initial impression. I mean, I I played the beta, and I played a lot of Destiny. You know, the first one, and you know, you know, I'm not the you know the the, the best first person shooter person. So I got it, and so um, 
it's funny because because you know I, I love to make characters and I love to like you know play dress up and do this other stuff with my avatars. I just love it. It's great. So at the beginning, you know, when they go through the opening, you know, sequence, um, and then you're presented with your three, your three, you know, characters or however many characters you made, like they're all there waiting for you to to go and you know do your stuff. So it's, that was really kind of cool. And then I immediately deleted all of them. <laughs> I immediately deleted all of them because I wanted to say, okay, you know, what's, you know, they it's a new game. Let's see what the what the you know character creation looks like. And I was disappointed because it was all it was all pretty much the same. You know, they they made everyone look a little bit better. I love it because everyone looks super thick in the in the. If you notice, everyone looks super thick in the in the the characters. You know, maybe that's just me, but the character models look in you know, the faces and everything. Just everything looks super thick, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And so, so I, I so I made up a story that that all all of my all of my um, uh, characters died. You know, in, in the attack on the um, <laughs> in the attack on the on the tower, so they're all dead. But the game wouldn't let you; they wouldn't let you delete all of them. So I had to save one of them. So it's fine. So I saved one of my characters, and I created a new character. And I started playing, and of course, you know, you know, you got to make sure that character looks just right if you're going to play like you know, you know, six hundred plus hours. You know, so I restarted the game like three or four times trying to get this character right. You know, and 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 how. Like and how we play. And when I say we, I mean me, Joe, and Kevin. You know, like I said before, Joe is the Titan, Kevin is the Hunter, and I play a Warlock. So I like support. So, so I'm trying. I'm I, I created a Warlock, and I had no idea going into it. You know that you wouldn't have your. All I knew is you would have your powers. You know, with that whole sequence at the beginning. You know, when, when the tower is destroyed and you're running around, and it's this vision quest thing, and there's the Hawk, and you're like, what? You know, and, and like the slow motion, I, I swear to God, I thought Bungie was was trolling everybody because everyone was saying, hey, I really want to be able to go down into the city. Like, I want to go into the city because we're in it, stuck in this tower. I want to go down into the city and see what the city looks like, the last city on Earth. I want to see what it looks like, right? And at that beginning, when you're slowly, slowly, like, crawling through the city, <laughs> you're like, well, here you go. Here's here's a city you always wanted. It's in ruins, but here you go. <laughs> because I felt like that, that opening sequence took so long, you know, when you find your ghost again. And I was just like, okay. Uh, but for the most part... Ah. Go, I like that opening sequence, though. That opening sequence just kind of set the tone. And then I just felt bad for my character when he was just hobbling around. You know, trying to find. Obviously, you know he's going to find his ghost sometime. But God. well, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, it was funny. I mean, maybe that's why I killed all my characters. I didn't have to worry about it. But anyway, I was just like, <laughs> okay, so, so, and then you go on your vision quest and everything, and you have your powers for the first thing. And like, I, I don't know. I, I thought the, the storytelling, because I'm looking at it as a storytelling perspective. You know, because I, I play games for the story. I'm an RPG fan and whatnot. And I th- I thought so far I haven't beat the game yet, but I you know I've, I'm gotten to Nessus, so I'm on I'm on that planet, and I was just like you know okay you know this is not bad I, I enjoy what's going on I think it's um it was really weird and kind of jarring that narration at the beginning in which you found out that that at some point the traveler defeated the darkness I, I guess we were off off world or off planet because I missed that part. I guess that was just their way of getting rid of the darkness. That was tries fr- chasing the traveler. That's fine, you know. If you don't want to use that that storyline plot, that's fine. Whatever, you know. But for the most part, having having the 
like the 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 trinity of you know Zavala, Cade, and Ikora being you know spread out the galaxy, and you have to kind of get the band back together to, to to go and take over, you know, go and you know fight the bad guy. Like that was cool. I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm in for the ride, you know. Um, and getting your whole the whole sequence with getting your powers back and and all of that. I don't know. It just it just seems like this the the they really took the criticism that people said about about destiny one not really having a story and they really tried to amp that up a lot i think it was good you know because I, we all know that destiny one was pretty much like that was for and i people can disagree with me but i think it was mostly for the pvp and i think destiny two to an extent is for the pvp as well you know, like the and that's fine you know they they wanted to make a game in which people could fight each other and have the other stuff and i know people love pvp you know, but I'm glad that they gave they gave us, you know, lore people or people who like a story, an actual story that 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 I could sort of like. It was cool. You know, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I love the structure of the mission. I love that it feels like uh, a an open world RPG, you know, where, where you where you look at your map and you get to see places you can go to. I love the event tracker. I think that's amazing. I love that the 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 uh, the events scale to like heroic events and then back down to regular events, depending on what you want to do so you get rewarded differently um i thought it was weird how you get your subclasses um because it doesn't seem it, it just seems strange how you would get it but they had to you know and, and instead of putting in an, an actual story reason what how you get your your subclasses which i really wish they would have you know they kind of made it as a random drop which i think is kind of weird but but at the same time it's fine um so from a story perspective, like I'm enjoying the story, um, and I'm in, and, and and I'm enjoying the little vignettes you get when you get your um, when you get your subclasses and all that weird stuff. You know, I enjoy it. I think it's a, I think it's a fun little game. Now the gameplay itself, I have to agree with everyone who you know who went before me. I think the gameplay feels fresh. Like it feels good. Um, like it feels the, the bullets like it. It, it feels good. I, 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 all I can say is it, it, it feels like they refined what Destiny 1 was uh, to a greater extent. You know, I actually went into, um, and that, that's for PvE as well as PvP. I, I think people are really overpowered in PvE. I, 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 don't, I don't find the PvP to be all that difficult. I mean, I found only maybe one one area where i got really like where i was like okay this is this is kind of difficult and that was just because there was like a ton of enemies on the screen and i was getting blasted from all sides i was like okay you know i'm gonna have to think about this differently but for the most part i don't think the i, I don't find the pve challenging you know and, I, and I, that's one thing that i miss is that you can't change the difficulty levels on some of these missions at least, at least not yet like, i don't know if you can or not i'm only halfway through the, the story but but I missed that. Like I, I, I wanted to be able to make it more challenging. And I get, and I get that the 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 strikes and the nightfalls and stuff like that is where that challenge is going to be and the PvP. But, but I do miss that a little bit. Um, but as far, again, but as far as the, the the gunplay, like I thought I wouldn't like having having you know, the same weapons in the kinetic as well as the energy slots. But the fact that you know you can pick a weapon type and then have your whole setup be that weapon type is great. Like you can have like if you like, if you like, um, you know, if you uh, if you reference, if you like uh, pulse rifles, you can have a pulse rifle in any flavor you want, and I think that's really cool. Um, it, it it was jarring to have the 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 special weapon have like um, snipers in there and stuff like that. So I'm getting used to that, and I do agree with Kevin that the the rocket launchers for whatever reason just don't 
they just it's like the rocket launcher you have to be able to hit a group of enemies like you I can't, about the grenade launcher yeah the, the, the grenade launcher like i can't I, I don't know for whatever reason i tried fighting a boss with it and at least and, and if the boss like moves at all you're gonna miss your shot so it's like it's really weird with the um with the grenade launcher so i'm still getting used to that and i'm still getting used to the um to the smg have any of you guys played with the smg like what do you think about the the new weapon types like like the the grenade launcher, I think it's kind of cool, you know. In a in in a kind of you know shoots in this arcing motion, and then it can blow up a whole bunch of people. Like I think that's kind of cool, but I I don't know for some reason I have not gotten the um I don't know I just I just for some reason I have not gotten the hang of the SMG, and I think the 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 auto rifles feel fantastic. Like I mm -hmm. love shooting auto rifles. I think they are so great. They're like I got this one, and and they're like it's like a laser. It's fantastic fantastic so what do you guys think of the of the new weapon classes that were introduced in destiny 2 well i'll tell you for me i was not a fan of the submachine gun in the in the in the beta i don't have a submachine gun with on my character right now i don't think i've picked one up yet uh, as odd as that sounds uh, one thing i so i but I can only judge that particular classification of weapon based off the beta. So we'll see how things go once I get a hold of one in the in 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 the final game. I will say that I do like the changes, the options that they've given the scout rifle. Like I love those uh, some of those automatic scout rifles. Um, I've got one called uh, what is it, the Scorpion. Poseidon Scorpion, Poseidon Scorpion, something like that, and it just it doesn't have the zone the the um, the zoom of a traditional scout, but it just it's rapid fire feature and it, it it's not machine gun or submachine gun you know it's just like a slow steady boom 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 but it it lays down the it can lay down suppressing fire on a shielded enemy like nobody's business and before you know it you've got that that shield exploded and you're doing damage to the actual enemy it's i i'm i think that might be my favorite classification uh aside from the hand cannons because i'm i'm, I'm a hand cannon connoisseur i that, that's that's my that's my uber weapon of, of, of choice from the first game. Um, I do have a hand cannon uh, on my character right now. It is physic uh, from a physical standpoint is reminiscent of the red hand nine. So that <laughs> it reminds me of the red hand nine, just completely different color scheme, but it, it hits the head. It kicks like a mule. And when you hit, hit an enemy with it, it recoils like, I mean, the enemy rather recoils like, you know, you actually hit it with something. And a lot of the enemies that I'm coming across, those that aren't um, named or just have yellow yellow health bars are pretty much incapacitated with the first shot and dead with the second. So I'm, I'm really loving this particular hand can that I have. So... Um, but yeah, the submachine guns I don't have. 
And I wasn't a fan of them in the beta. So I don't know what you guys' uh, opinions on, on that new classification is. Uh, submachine guns for me, um, it's similar to the um, heavy machine gun from the first game. And I'm still getting used to the ones I've had. It just it seems like I don't have enough control of it. I got kind of, after a while, I got used to, to the machine gun, like the bullet hose type ones where um, they were expelling like gazillion bullets at <laughs> uh, like a rate of 10,000 bullets per second. But uh, um, hand cannons right now, I'm not a particular fan of. I'm pr probably the opposite of you, Kevin, right now. So um, I just uh, feel like um, I, I, I like the auto rifle most of all and then the pulse rifle of course scout rifle is very good for um like you know obviously shooting from a distance and with the draw distance being better than the first game i uh, find a more tactical reason i i prefer to go to a scout rifle than a sniper rifle just for the fact that the sniper is kind of limited in ammo too so on that but uh, my you know i, I just Want to see maybe once I get out of the blues and the greens and get to uh, more of the um, exotic nature and or, um, you know, the special weapons, you know, go up a weapon class or two. Al, have you had a chance to get the higher graded weapons yet? Or I, I think it's going to be a while before you get um, into those legendaries and and exotics. I mean, you get an exotic from a mission. You know, yeah. uh, you, you you get exotic sometimes from various missions, but um, for the for the most part, from what I understand, like it's greens and blues for a very long time. Um, gotcha. Or at least blues for a long time because I guess you use legacy shards now now instead of you know in order to upgrade certain weapons. So I think like legacies are now like I don't want to say they're like rare, but like. I mean, they're rare weapons, but I guess they kind of are now. So they're, they're they really kind of limited it because, you know, the whole thing of them not having all the all the weapons now have a specific role, and then you 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 modify them. So like, there's there's only one, you know, there's like named weapons now. When you get that weapon, you can modify it. There's no random rolls anymore. Like it's just you modify stuff. Like you you get the that named weapon. I think the difference is the named weapons will come in various different, like, you know, um, rare, uh, you know, unco uncommon, legendary, or, or sorry, it's a uh, common, rare, and then um, legendary. So, so you could get that. I, th I think you can get that one, that one weapon in multiple different variations, meaning, you know, normal, rare, and legendary. But once you get that weapon, it's all going to have the same stats. And then you modify it with whatever you whatever you want, you know, to change it up from someone else's, you know. So like the base weapons are all the same, you know, you just mod it however you want it to be modded. Is 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 the new weapon kind of, you know, the the weapon thing. I mean, is that that sound about right to you, Al? I mean, cuz I'm asking you because you've played longer than than us, I think. Cuz you're able to beat the game and all that stuff. So you're 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 into a much more deeper content. I mean, do you do you start getting a ton of legendaries or something not or something like that, or does it really kind of like like you're 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 running blues for for a long time? Well, <clears throat> like most of the game, as you're playing through the campaign, more and more options open to you. So with the weapons, you start 
around, I think, 15, level 15 and up, up to 20, that's when you start getting some of those uh, legendary and exotics that you can actually use. I know early on you get an exotic, but it's uh, it, it has like a gate at level 15, then you can use it. And once you hit level 20, then everything's on the table pretty much. And as far as that submachine gun, I, I don't aim down the sights with it. I just, you know, spray and pray. And I think maybe that's my works. problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know with the submachine gun, if you aim down the sights, you're all, just all over the place. So I just don't do it. Well, maybe I got to get out of my habit of actually doing, doing the crosshairs and aiming down the sights because... Uh... <laughs> I think maybe with the machine gun from the first game, I kind of gave up to about trying to be precise with it because it's not a precise weapon. It's it's mm -hmm. just uh just be there to maybe you know when you get super close, you know maybe an alternative to a shotgun, you know, kind of thing. So, well, I think I think it's awesome. You know, I'm just trying very hard to get used to it, but I think you're right. Like, don't try to aim down sights it's like a up close and personal just kind of spray and pit spray and play us uh, spray and pray kind of weapon so, yeah right you know see but. that that's going to be hard for me to get used to because i aim i use iron sights or scopes for everything my hand cannon to of course the the, the scouts sniper and even the uh the auto rifles i always aim down those sights so the only weapon class that i didn't do that was the um the fusion rifle and the shotgun um i just kind of viewed the fusion rifle as like a shotgun variant it was just you know you're shooting blasts of energy as opposed to buckshot but so for me that's how that that's how that works. And whenever I got a hold of a, a uh, submachine in the beta, it's like this this I don't see what the purpose of this weapon this weapon is because it can't hit anything with it, you know. Because you know I'm I'm using my sights because that's what I'm used to. So um, I don't know. Maybe when I when I get a hold of one in the or finally get around to get get a hold of one in the in this game i'll you utilize that uh see how i do with that uh, uh mindset because i'm i'm a sights guy you know i if i'm shooting at something i want to hit i want to hit it critically so i can do the most damage so you're gonna hate smgs shots, then. <laughs> yeah so you're gonna hate smgs because seriously shots you know all that stuff um, that, that's how, that's how I, I do my, my FPSs and, uh, yeah, the submachine gun, when I, every time I aim down those sides, it's like, well, this, this, this isn't working. <laughs> so have any of you besides me played the PVP content? Because I have a very interesting opinion about the PVP. Um, uh, I've been playing quite a bit. Um, well, I played enough to get an impression of pretty much most of the modes on there. Um, I was playing countdown last night for a bit because I didn't have that much time to play. Uh, but, uh, that's one of the new modes and I was actually pretty, uh, 
uh, pretty satisfied with it from what um, I played at least a few rounds on there. And, and the countdown, if you don't know, is a thing to where basically it's obviously four versus four because it's Destiny 2. And uh, you either have to kill all four of your opponents and or go to a point to either detonate and pretty much detonate a bomb to blow up or defend your detonation points from there as well. And so I was having fun going and doing that and also played a bit of clash and supremacy as well on um, there haven't ran, ran into control yet though in uh, this new uh, version so uh, what have you um, seen in pvp desmond that uh, are you liking it more because it's less chaotic i don't it's it's interesting um the modes that i played was well, okay, so you get a quest where Zavala says go play PvP, and you're like, okay. So I was, I was like, you know, screw it. I'll go play, and I'll see what's happening, and we'll see what's up. So I went, and I actually, like, sat in there, and I and I, and I did it. I was like, okay, you know. Um, but the new 4v4, I actually kind of like it. Uh, the reason being is 4 is a smaller number than 6. Um, there's a lot less people that I need to worry about, number 1. Um, and it just, the, the mode that I played was a mode where you basically just, you, you have to kill, you have to kill people and you have a certain amount of, uh, of revives, you know, or, or respawns. And once you're, once you use all your respawns, you're knocked out for the rest of the game, you know? And so you basically run around, you have to kill the enemy. That's it. Very straightforward. I think that was the competitive, I think that that's the competitive mode because that's all I played when I did competitive, you know, that that's the mission. You have to go play competitive pvp and and then i played a couple of other ones and uh, the other one was um no i think that was the only one that i really played was that one and and i found it i found it very like fun like i really wasn't doing that bad i was like wow um the 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 machine gun or the auto rifle i was i was landing shots i was actually you know like killing people um your grenades do not do nearly as much damage as they used to neither do neither does your um your melee uh you really are forced in this new iteration you're really forced to use your weapons and use your weapons well and i was actually doing okay like i was actually you know um mowing people down and i was picking up a lot of a lot of kills and it and it really you really have to work with your team there was no voice chat or anything but i was following people around and i was helping them and i was actually making pretty good kills and and i don't know i was like okay like this is not as bad as i remember it because i really i haven't played destiny since well i haven't played destiny one you know for months and i haven't played uh destiny two since the beta but and i didn't play pvp at all but i came in and i and i you know tried to have an open mind with it and for the most part i had a little bit of fun like i was like okay like this is not this is not too terrible <laughs> um uh, and so I'm just wondering, like, did anyone else have that? I mean, I see, it seems like you, Joe, had a had a pretty good had a pretty good time with it. But you were a PvP person. Uh, Al, Kevin, did either of you have? Uh, did either of you played PvP? And what's your impression of it? Go ahead, Al. I, I like the new format with four v four because today I was playing it and I started to notice, like, okay, I could start picking up the play style of the enemy team and pick up the play style of my teammates, even though we're all randos, you know? And some of these new modes that I was playing in, I think it was a quick match. I like them. 
some of them are from the old from the first game like uh control and i forgot the other one where you collect the person's engrams after they die supremacy kill confirm supremacy yeah, yeah kill confirms the uh, cods so oh, okay yeah that was the other version i played too was uh was the one you have to pick up their their marks when they die yeah mm-hmm. and i like the maps they're they're not all flat or anything there's there's a lot of buildings you could go in and out of tunnels you just got a lot more options to work with so the pvp i, I was really having fun really enjoying it uh, for, oh go ahead oh well what i was saying is what i liked about it is that it's something where you know i had 20 minutes to play last night before i had to go to bed that's like you know it's all crap you know so it's like uh, there's nothing more wonderful than the boot up destiny and then just do a couple of uh, crucible rounds to uh kind of get your fix you know that way you're not like thinking about going to bed or something so. mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna say uh kev uh i was gonna just gonna say that my issue with pvp on the in the first game was i was easily turned around on the maps uh I'm not I'm not an FPS guy, you know, multiplayer for the most part, and I'll never be good at it. But in what I've noticed in Destiny 2 is that I just wasn't getting confused like I was in you know in the first game. And in even though I played those first maps, you know, the, the maps in the first game over and over on game nights or you know, trying to trying to you know maximize my light in in an iron banner i never fully got the got a grip as to how to navigate most of those maps uh in destiny 2 i don't think it'll be quite that that much of a challenge for some reason it just doesn't seem as convoluted uh i don't know if it's just maybe the the lower player count or what it is exactly, but I just don't feel as disoriented as I did in most of the maps from the first game. So I'm actually digging, jumping into Crucible in this in this in this game far more than I I was about the first. Because you know, after a while, I only really cared about Iron Banner with the first game. You know, just trying, and that was just you know to get the loot. But uh, in this, in this one, it just seems a little more, a bit more fun because I'm not getting turned around. So uh, that's my perspective on the multiplayer. Another thing about the multiplayer, I was like totally like, you know what it is? It's just because I haven't, you know, no one is no one is good as you know, no one is super good at this game yet. You know, that's why probably that's why I'm doing so good. You know, and I'm just <laughs> like. I know it's not going to last, so I'm just like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Kevin, because um, if you look underneath the mini-map, it'll tell you what section you're in in that map. So, like, I think there's, like, a farm level, and you'll start off by the mill. It'll say the mill. And as you travel through the map, it'll tell you that you're in a different part. Really? Of, of the PvP map? Yeah, mm-hmm. it has the indicator I on there. Didn't even notice that. Wow, I never noticed that either. And I've been digging the um, emblems up on the top because those are the emblems for your um, teammates. 
on there, and you're able to get a quick look see when you look up above on the middle of the top portion well, it's of the too. screen. It's it's the enemies too to see which enemy uh, has their super ready. Yeah. So I, I kind of like some of those uh, indicators that you mentioned that you just mentioned too, because uh, you know in the first one the, your your only indicator was the sound of some power getting activated and asking, yep. wondering was it us or was it them. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so is that it's kind of cool about uh, getting getting that uh, having that to go on. Now I know that a couple of a couple of opinions that I heard, some people weren't liking that because they were they were saying that that gives away too much information uh, to your to your opponents. Uh, what do you guys? How do you guys feel? Think about that. Those that are more multiplayer savvy than I am, uh, my guess is that a lot of these people are also playing Call of Duty or Battlefield or other, you know, real popular multiplayer FPS games. So that may be why that may be why they feel that way. But uh, do you think that's a detriment or a plus uh, for Destiny Two to have that feature? I think it's a plus because, like, again, if Destiny 2, you know, is is really trying to be, I mean, all things to everybody. I mean, it's trying to. But if it's, but for me, it seems like it's much more centered around PvP, you know, and I, I think we could argue if it is or not. But I think most people would agree that it is like they're they're trying to have PvP be, be you know, really, really great. You know, that's fine. You know, whatever. You know, this, I think, is a good thing because it allows people more access who might not be as savvy as those as those other people. Will people say that it's a crutch? Yeah, you know, but crutches aren't bad. Crutches actually help people, you know. <laughs> we forget about that. Crutches help people, you know. And, and maybe sometimes you won't have to look up there, but the fact that it's there is great, you know. I think it's great. It, it would be like someone saying, you know, uh... The um the ability to to have your radar remain when you're aiming down sights is a crutch too. Yeah, it is, but I loved it, and I'm gonna use it because it's in the game. So that's my opinion about it. Well, um, what are you, what are your I guess you guys' closing opinions? about the game. I mean, this is the, this is still its first week. I'm sure we're going to be talking about this, uh, having, uh, reviews and revisiting this title as DLC comes out and as our power levels grow. Um, so just in, in general, off to a good start. Oh, I think very much so. Um, I mean, I just hope, this game's not going to be such a time suck <laughs> in comparison to Destiny 1. I mean, I, I, in a way, I was glad to get uh, over my Destiny addiction. Like, I stopped playing, and I, I started playing other games again <laughs> a little bit, you know. So um, I'm not sure if I'm going to go all crazy and roll three characters or not, but I definitely do want to check out both the Hunter and the Warlock at some point as well. So I think this game especially has a long tail to it in my opinion. So I'm not tired of uh, it yet and probably be a while before I get tired of it. So, okay. Well, you Al, what about you tired with it yet? I mean, it's just been out for a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Al, what about you off to a good start? 
Oh, yeah, definitely a good start. So much content to do, and I like the way how they introduce it to you. As you're playing the campaign, more and more of some of the options that you used to open up, and then there's new stuff like uh, lost sectors, public events, and whatever the uh, flashpoints are. That's something else that I, I forgot to mention. I really like the way they do public events in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to depend on a third-party app that may be <laughs> as accurate as two minutes out of sync to as much as 15 to 20 minutes out of sync because <laughs> for those who use the uh, public events trackers, uh, either well, I use the one for Android, and that one was a crapshoot. Um, it's it's it, it was as as long as twenty minutes, uh, beyond you know out of sync with with what was going on, and which is weird because a lot of the times the public event would actually end and restart before the timer on the app <laughs> said that oh, the new one was ready to was ready to kick off. So I really, really, really like the way that, you know, I don't have to go to a third-party app. It's in-game, and it'll tell me how long I have to wait. I like the idea of rallying to, you know, that flag to to get things kicked off. So I always have that icon up there, and I can do whatever I may need to, to do in the surrounding area, but always know where to head back, you know, once that, that uh, that that event is about to kick off, so I really, really appreciate uh, the touches that they made to that. That that's what I was forgetting. Yeah, they made the public events a lot more fun since all you have to do is look at your map and it's like, oh, it's only, you know, it's going to start in about two and a half minutes. I'm probably about a minute and a half out, so you just go there, and there's going to be other people because it's so easy for the other players to see it as well. So you never, oh, I haven't ran into a public event where I'm just playing it by myself. Mm-hmm. And the fast Happened to me a couple times. Too. Yeah, the fast travel, yeah, I love the fact that you're able to go back in European dead zone, you know, to a particular spot. That way I'm not having to walk all my way back, especially in those sparrows. It's just like, <laughs> at least for now, you know, I know we get a sparrows eventually, so. Very good, Des. Off to what? Did you already? You already good. We already win. No, right? I, I, I'm yeah. loving it so far. I think it's great. Um, I cannot wait to play. You know the raids when they come out. I think the raid starts this Friday or this coming up Friday. So it'll be good. It'll be good to play that. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. You know, okay. Destiny, Destiny's back, y'all. You know, it's back. We're it's be, back in full effect. We're going to be playing it for our game nights, too, so just stay tuned for that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't take my proverbial day off of work yet, even though I was promising to do so last week. So <laughs> I thought about today, and I saw the servers were supposed to be down, so I was like, what? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so. Well, all right, folks. Well, we've got a few Destiny-related news articles for you. So, Trader Joe, why don't you kick those off for the fine folks listening in? Okay, well, I actually wanted to kind of cover some hints and stuff like that so we could kind of go over, you know, especially if you're playing along, if you're playing the game as well. 
on there. Obviously, hit us up with an email, too. Uh, just as a reminder, email at the gamingvessels at gmail.com. Or you could go and tweet to us, too, if you want to give us your impressions of Destiny 2, and we'll kind of cover it on the next show on that. But uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, we haven't really taken advantage of yet is creating uh, a clan on there. And so, uh, lo and behold, we do have, as of today, have a Gaming Vessels clan, uh, which um, is available, and you can check out on uh, bungie.net. On there, so it's gaming space vessels with G capital G capital V uh, on there, and uh, right now we have our clan set up as you know um, where you we have to give approval before we uh, add you to the clan. We just want to make sure to keep uh, you know uh, anyone out that per se. Just just send us a message, let us know you're a listener, say you want to join. I have no problem with adding you to the group on there. So on that so but uh one thing about clans is that you're able to with this iteration of the game be able to garnish and get awards on there and it could be to where like maybe if i don't have enough time to run a raid you know if, if desmond decides to run a raid with a few randoms and other people in the clan on there um i will be able to grab rewards from desmond's uh adventures especially if I want to go in the crucible and grind out some crucible, especially if I'm taking a couple of clan mates with me, um, everyone else in the clan will be able to get those group rewards as well on there. So there's definitely a benefit to doing uh, awesome. and joining a clan on there. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, feel free to um, message me. Uh, I am the taskmaster, whatever you want to call me, the, the clan leader. Uh, per se, I just kind of Grand Pooba. Grand Pooba, there you go. We're gonna get you one of those hats from the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> Order of Royal Buffalo. <laughs> water Buffalo and W. Water, yeah, yeah, Water <laughs> Buffalo, yeah. Yeah, but doo. So, and just keep that in mind. Also, in the news, too, uh, someone let the uh, rabbit out of the hat. On there, it happened to be by the Xbox store. Maybe uh, they're a little bit bitter. Who knows? But uh, Destiny's uh, 2's first expansion was uh, leaked by the Xbox store, and then the marketing director at Bungie confirmed it as actual truth. The uh, title of the upcoming first DLC for Destiny 2 is going to be called Curse of Osiris. On there, so it, and they did confirm it's real on there and then pretty much the explanation at least that that was on the xbox store said um destiny 2 expansion one curse of osiris continues a guardian journey with all new story missions and adventures set in a new destination mercury on there a journey through time and space to learn the secrets of osiris avert a dark future and rebuild the ties between a legendary warlock and his greatest student ikora ray on there so um, what it listed as far as the features uh, players can expect to experience when the DLC finally launches, um, explore Mer Mercury and its mysterious quote unquote infinite forest, uh, new story missions and adventures, new theme weapons, armor and gear, cooperative activities, multi new competitive multiplayer arenas and more dot, dot, dot. So lots to look forward to. Obviously it's not going to be, um, a uh, one and done. This is definitely a marathon of a game, especially if you're in it. 
and invested. Like, out of all you, did you wind up getting the deluxe edition with the season pass already when you first bought the game, or how did you purchase the game? I purchased the game uh, physically. I I bought the vanilla version. I didn't. I was my my hope was to have enough store credit uh, to get that uh, white PS4 Pro Destiny 2 bundle, but uh, I wasn't able to wrangle enough uh, trade space bucks to get it. So I went on ahead and got the uh, vanilla. But at some point, I'll be picking up the uh, uh, the uh, what do they call that. The delu- deluxe the, edition, not the, the deluxe edition, but the uh, DLC pack that lets you get everything. The you know, uh, yeah, the, the season yeah, pass. The that's, season that's pass. The there you go. Yeah. You um, go. Words. Words are great. Yeah. If you're still interested, if you haven't picked up the game, um, I know the only retailer that sells the game with the season pass in a retail. Um, edition is only GameStop that has that available, and uh, they have it available with the um, season pass and a steel book. And I'm not sure how available that might be on there. It might have been just for reservations on that. So, and in a way, I wish I would have bought the limited edition versus the collector's edition. I did pony up the 200 bucks after Gamers Club Unlock. <laughs> to get the collector's edition and uh, i got my uh destiny european uh, man satchel and i <laughs> uh, haven't taken it to work yet uh but uh looking at my man satchel and my solar charger it came with a solar charger that i'm supposed to put on the top of my bag and carry it with me so i could charge my phone with the is power it, of the like, sun how big is it, is it believe is it, it or like not super sized or or what like Oh, it's it's a it's, it's a messenger bag through and through on there, so it's a good size. Um, I would say a medium sized purse. Looking at my wife's purses, <laughs> at least you know, really, Joe, really, not, Joe? not a handbag, mind you, not a handbag, but uh, <laughs> they had an option to you know do it as a backpack, of course, but uh, also configure it as a, a handbag as well, like a shoulder strap on there. So that's what I got rocking on there along with the came with a steel book and some art book and other trinkets on there as well so how so, do you think it stacks up against the infamous messenger bag infamous messenger bag yeah um i hardly ever used that one that me- infamous backpack it's good i take it into conventions and stuff you can talk about the collector's edition for um for the infamous, uh, I'm trying to remember, Second Son. Second like, Son. It was either, I, didn't they I, have one for Infamous 2? I think oh, it was. The, no, the first two. Infamous? Yeah, let me double check here. I think, yeah, I think because, yeah, I think there was because the guy was a messenger and that's how he got his powers yeah, in that no, accident. I think you're right, actually. I, the one I remember is is the first one. Let's, let's double check. Yeah, no, uh, uh, Backpack came with Infamous 2, the Hero Edition. So oh, okay. had a, it had a Sly Cooper patch on the back, too, and it's in my closet. And so, okay. <laughs> you should know I have, I have a cool statue. You have that. You actually found that somewhere and was like, we're going to have this. And wow, that's so cool. Like, how many gaming satchels? Okay, we need to do an episode in which we talk about all of the gaming swag we have gotten you know that that they have gotten us to buy. You know, <laughs> I, I want to see. That's something I think our lis- our listeners want to know. Like, like how much you know extra crap did we pony up for? <laughs> like, seriously. 
Yeah, the the second Sun Collector's Edition came with a Delson jacket game case. So I do not have that one. So <laughs> I, I did not pony up for the second Sun Collector's Edition. So, <laughs> but the Infamous Two Hero Edition. Oh, yeah. At the time, yeah, I was all about it. <laughs> I wanted that a statue of coal. So you know. So you, know, so you like the one for Destiny that bag better than the Infamous Two bag? Uh, infamous two bag. No, it's like it was one and done. Unfortunately, uh, I've been used. I have a, a bag right now. I purchased from the PlayStation Store. I hate this tangent about bags, but <laughs> um, I bought a bag like about six weeks ago, about two months ago. That is a a big messenger bag that replicates the look of the PlayStation One, and so that's how much <laughs> you hey, could nice. call me a, a fanboy or not. But yeah, it's call a, you a uh, bag boy. A PlayStation One bag. Bag boy, there you go. I'm going to work with my uh, PlayStation lanyard, my PlayStation bag, and <laughs> PlayStation beanie if it's cold, of course. <laughs> go and get your money, little duffel bag boy. <laughs> but getting back to the news of Destiny, let's go ahead and, and steer this back on, on point here. Um, what I want to kind of cover, too, is some tips and tricks a little bit. And so we kind of wanted to talk about kind of the little ins and outs. And one of the things I haven't found out yet in gameplay that I read about and what I want to talk about here is that uh, there's a way with the public events to actually trigger heroic public events. And there's particular guides to each particular type of event on what to do. So definitely take a look online on that for um, us right now, at least uh, the Fallen Glimmer extraction event on the uh, European Dead Zone on there uh, to trigger the heroic version of this event. You must focus on part of the Glimmer drill before they clear out all the Fallen and progress the normal event. So what you have to do um, is go ahead and uh, grab and try to get the drill down on there and to be able to f uh, mm -hmm get the drill and shoot the drill on there and that will trigger a um, exotic public event for that on there and then also with the uh, glimmer event on there there's also other ways to go ahead and do that as well I believe you have to shoot the ship that's up in the air on there and there's certain ways to trigger that so keep an eye out look online to see how to do that because once you're able to do that especially if a lot of people uh participating in your public event it might be something that you guys might be able to get past and get some better drops on there so so definitely yeah. keep that in mind have you any any of you guys triggered uh, a yeah, public I event did. it was the one in the it was the I glimmer guess. one and it was it got pretty dicey um, because I was fairly fairly low level, and people were able to really just kind of like run in and start helping. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get my ass kicked!" And then some people showed up and they helped me. So I actually did die, but uh, but yeah, it was it was like those heroic events are a lot of fun, and I really hope that they implement more uh, of those because I really enjoyed them. How about you, Al? Have you have you done any? Have you got any good loot from it? Oh, I got some good loot, and I really enjoy the the spike in the challenge because you'll notice at first, like, oh, yeah, this is easy. And then all of a sudden, it'll switch over to the heroic public event. And you're like, oh, crap, where do all these enemies come from? And this one's really big over here. And you're hoping that more people will show up just to help out. But I'm having a blast with it. All right. And other tips? 
Well, Kevin, have you encountered any heroic uh, public events yet? I have not. Okay. Just want to make sure we kind of cover all our bases. (laughs) (laughs) Now, another hint I was poking around online and checked out is that there is a way to increase your ghost's range to find loot chests and other resources. So um, if you're able to get the uh, EDZ uh, shell for your ghost, uh, that pretty much helps detect caches within a 30-meter range while in the European dead zone on there and uh, basically a way for you to be able to expand that range is to actually use scopes and sniper rifles on there if you have a a scout or a pulse rifle or even have a a sniper rifle sniper rifle pronunciation people so (laughs) you're able to actually zoom with your scope on your sniper rifle and if, if if it's within range of the scope itself, within the 30 meter range of that, um, it actually will highlight stuff on your radar above and beyond the normal 30 meter range on that for your um, ghost. So that's able to tech. Because one one of the things I love the fact that uh, a lot of the loot you don't have to sit there and try to grind. It, it shows up at least in the EDZ using the EDZ shell where I could see it on my hood that uh, there's a treasure chest nearby that I'm not like looking in every nook and cranny. And it's not like I'm like stuck on a giant English muffin just trying to find the nook that has all all, the the little speck of treasure for me to (laughs) encompass and grab so I could grab some more uh, uh, loot on there. So that's a good point of reference on there. And then also, too, once you guys gain levels, keep in mind if your um, armor, especially if it's a purple armor, it might have modifications on it. If you take a look, um, a lot of the purples, they have what they call like a a, a mod that boosts it by a certain point on there. So, And what's happening is that if your particular purple armor has, like, say, let's throw out, has a... You have a helmet that is level 276 in defense, but that's with a, a level five mod equipped. If you get a comparable blue that is 276, keep in mind that once you um, go ahead and infuse that blue of 276 onto your legendary item of 276, that item, that legendary helmet in this instance, will actually um, go up in light level by additional five defense because of the mod on there. So keep in mind that if you have mods included, you got to do a little math to kind of figure out um, what the mods is adding up to the light level of your item on there. So especially if you have another item of a comparable level that you could go ahead and infuse, keep that in mind on there. So it's like, uh, so I thought they streamlined most of the stuff, but this is something that's kind of getting into that a whole like you know mind game. I wouldn't say mind game, but numbers game uh, of Destiny One, where you're always having to put the you know the highest light level gear and looking all the little tricks to infuse and get your items up to the maximum light level. On that, any thoughts on that, you guys have? Al, have you run into any uh, items with mods on it yet? Um, yeah, I've gotten weapons with mods on it, but the way the game is right now, since I'm not at the very top of the power level, the game's pretty 
generous on constantly giving you a little bit better weapon as you go along. Yeah. So I really have messed around with the mod system at all because every for every little thing you do, you'll get a weapon or a new weapon. Yeah. And once you get that hit the ceiling, then this is going to be a way. You know, I remember that grind once we got <laughs> to where that light level kind of just started like not going up in leaps and bounds, but just like inch by Another inch. Another thing you should think about <laughs> too is like you don't have to spend your attribute points or ability points immediately because what people are kind of like they get like, oh, I want to unlock this new thing. Oh, I want to unlock this new thing. But, but later on, it gets. What I understand, it gets to be a little bit harder to get to get those um, to get those points. Is uh, since you're further out, is that sort of the case, or is that is that just like a fallacy, and we shouldn't worry about it? But unlocking or hoarding our our ability points. Uh, I wouldn't worry about hoarding points because uh, there's. Other than story missions, there's something called adventures. And if you look at the reward, some of them are, are ability points. Some of them are just uh, higher grade gear. So you'll have, and every time you gain a level, you get an ability point anyhow. So there's a couple of ways to get extra points if you want to go a different route on your uh, on your class. Have you guys kind of approached where you're... Uh holding on to gear or are you just grinding everything down just going with the highest light level that you currently have like you're not really paying attention because you're uh, it's like it's, i'm currently right now it's like running up a staircase where i'm jumping three steps it seems like i'm not going up <laughs> step by step right now and so i'm kind of not taking the time to really bother because i know this these items in the end are not going to really be of significance you know you know three four weeks down the road you know so I'm grinding them. I'm I'm converting them to glimmer because they're mostly greens. So if it's a green, sometimes I get greens that are actually higher than my uncommon gear. And, uh, you know, if, if that's the case, and I, I grind that blue down because it's, I know it, eventually I'm just going to be working with uh, primarily, you know, ideally, you know, legendaries and exotics. And I'd rather start building my resources up now in the early parts and kind of hoard that for when I really need it to uh, expand my legendary and exotic gear than uh, to keep and hold all these weapons that really aren't going to do me any good once they once uh, I reach the kind of this approach the ceiling and especially once new DLC starts dropping so. Uh, I'd rather just start hoarding uh, up upgrading materials Has right now. Has anyone reached a glimmer limit? Because yeah. I got to like thirty thousand, and I'm still getting some more. So, is there a, is there a glimmer limit in this one? I have no idea. I don't know. Well, that's easily searchable. But let's go ahead and we'll talk about it later in the show, or let's just check it out right now. How about that? <laughs> Crack internet research. Finding out research. Well, while you're doing that research, uh, Joe, we will go into what we've been playing. Uh, for me, it's two things: Destiny Two, which we've which we've already gave our impressions of, and Persona Five. I am actually, believe it or not, folks, I am in the end scenario for Persona Five, and um, 
you know, just when I think this game doesn't uh, has has thrown everything at me that I that it can conceivably it conceivably can, um, I'll come across an enemy or it'll drop a story curve that I was like, oh man, you know, it was something in the back of my mind, but I didn't think they'd go there with it. Um, they threw a new enemy at me <laughs> last night. And, uh, you know, basically it is a corrupted penis in a cart. <laughs> I've never that is, seen a, That is a trademark character that has been in every version of that game. I, you know what? I have played uh, Persona 4 Golden. I never came across a corrupted penis, uh, at least that I remember. I never fought one. I never got one as a persona, but there are websites. There are websites game, that are devoted to this character. I'm I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. People have actually like written about this character because it is a it is an actual demon in Japanese mythology. That that that's real. It's real. It's not I'm not kidding oh, you. Wow. Like it, I mean it has a little bit of a different version in how it's portrayed, but it is pretty much it is. You know, it's 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 a real thing. You know that was it. That's a Japanese demon. It's crazy. <laughs> I tell you, leave you leave it to Japan. That's all, <laughs> that's all I can say. But I am uh, one and a half playthroughs in. I'm at roughly. I'm not even counting my first half playthrough because then that that number just looks absolutely retarded. Uh, I'm at 245 hours uh, on this playthrough, and I'm actually in the final scenario, so I'm looking forward to wrapping this game up. But hands down, folks, uh, Persona 5 is freaking amazing. That, that's, that's really the only thing I can say. Um, it, is, it is uniquely Japanese, and what I mean by that is... If you're, if you're, even if you're kind of sort of into anime or kind of sort of into Japanese pop culture stuff, you will pick up on, on, uh, statements and jokes and, and puns. And it kind of cracks jokes at, uh, uh, you know, common, commonly used, uh, themes, you know, from anime it, it's it's ju it's just great the, the character development the story the changes that they've made to an other what i would consider an otherwise boring game mechanic that being turn-based uh turn turn-based uh combat it it's just an amazing title as good as persona 4 was and is in my opinion it's a great game uh five just basically takes what four did and expands on it and in some kind of way by some kind of magic magic you know corrupted penis dust uh, <laughs> created a better game and is, it's just freaking amazing is that penis uh on a like a trolley or a chariot yeah yeah it's on a chariot yeah okay uh the the character's name is mara 
on there. In fact, uh, uh, leave it to Japan. There is an actual $300 statue, a giant statue of Mara that's available. That was available when Persona 5 uh, came out. So if you if you want a giant penis demon riding a chariot, there you go. <laughs> proudly displayed in, in your game room, Kevin, and since you're a big fan it of Persona. It will never see the light of day anywhere near my home. <laughs> Sorry, I'm an otaku, but I'm not that much of an otaku. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, that's it for me. Uh, Des, what you been playing, uh, man? Actually, not that much. I've been really kind of busy with school and work, but I have found time to play uh, Destiny 2 and Darkest Dungeon. Like, I'm enjoying that game. Like, excuse me. I love the... I love the... I mean, it's not, I like the RPG aspect of it and the positioning and, and how to put your people in certain areas. And it's, it's too much to get into now, but just the combat is so good. And actually, Kevin, I think you would like it as well. I mean, it's a bit more horror-y, so it's like sort of like um, Cthulhu-ish type of stuff. But it's not so bad that it's like, oh, my God, you know, because I, I'm, I kind of shy away from that stuff, too. But just the way it, 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 it plays is really interesting for, for a turn-based RPG and, like, I mean, the game's not technically hard, especially if you if you're playing it right. I said this last last week as well, but um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I've been playing those two, and then I today I just got Monster Hunter Stories, so I cannot wait to uh, start playing that game as well. So uh, the two games I've been playing: Destiny and Darkest Dungeon, and I'm getting ready to start playing Monster Hunter Stories. So, how about you, Al? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Joe. What? Well. Oh, Darkest Dungeon. I mean, uh, how do you like it's the narration it's in the so game? Funny. Does it kind of remind like you? Because, like, there's a narrator, and he's just, like, he narrates, like, you know, you're walking in the, in the dungeon, and then, like, you know, you, 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 you bested them, but the screams of madness, you know, tear at their veins. And you're just like, oh, it, it's so cheesy. It is just so cheesy. It just, it just makes me laugh, you know. And then, because, like, because in the game, you have two different resources. So you have health. You know, like your hit points, and then you have sanity. So, and your sanity goes up. So, just walking in the dungeon, you get sanity. You you, you slowly go crazy, and then there's certain there's certain monsters who actually attack your sanity and make you go crazy because you start off with zero, and then you can start off with zero, and then uh, it slowly goes up, and it's usually have like a variation of of hit points, you know. But your sanity, you only have two hundred sanity, and when you go to when your sanity level reaches a hundred, you your 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 resolve is tested so you could either become valorous or you could become corrupted and what that means is is the game has these things called quirks like you have good quirks and you have bad quirks like there's quirks that can make people you know they don't listen to your controls they do whatever they want or they'll steal your stuff or they're horrible gamblers or they get scared of different types of monsters you you, you know or or they get positive quirks makes them better like you know there's 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 all these effects so like the light if the lighting is too dark you know the monsters get stronger if lighting is 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 really high you get stronger the monsters get weaker and you know there's all these different things but but if you get to um if you get to 200 insanity points you basically have a heart attack and you can die your character can die right then and there like in in the party (laughs) Um, and there's this thing called at death's door. So whenever you get whenever you get knocked down to uh, zero hit points or less, you go to death's door, and it freaks everyone out. So everyone gets stressed out. You know, the guy gets stressed out because he's about to die, 
and then you can you can heal them, you know, because you have healers, of course, and you can heal them or not. But every time they get attacked, there's a roll to see if they're going to actually die. So and and each time they make they make the roll, they get more stressed out. So so the, so the 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 game can go from like everything's calm to oh shit really quickly because the creatures crit a lot, and if they crit. It freaks everyone out, you know. It's like everything, like everything makes these people scared. It's 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 a funny game. You know, if you could look at it, just how the mechanics work. It's or, the mechanics are actually quite brilliant, um, and the story itself is kind of like you know, eh, whatever, you know, because it's like ancient horror, and you have to go in and uh, you have to go and you have to stop it. But what's really funny is because you hire people, and it's like the whole game is like a is like a um an hr like you're running a business because every week of oh, the the when you go into the dungeon a week passes and so every week you get new people will come to your estate quote unquote and you're trying to you know excavate you know the information about what happened to your ancestor so technically your ancestor is sort of narrating it i don't know but but you get these people and if the people get too crazy you can just kick them out you can leave them you got to go you're too crazy go away and you can you can like discharge them <laughs> or they die, you know, and either way, you know, like every guy, guy that I read about the game says you have to be a ruthless like HR boss with these people. It's like you have to you have to like use them up and then get rid of them. I'm just like, wow. So, yeah, exactly. Like it's, like, work, it's like man. it's like working for the government <laughs> is playing this game. It's hilarious. And so climbing the corporate yeah. ladder. More like my my employees uh, causing my sanity to eventually like and what's dissipate. Even cooler so. is, is <laughs> or the you, Trump administration, you have a, and you have a care. cemetery <laughs> on your plot, so you can go in and look at all the people that have died. And there's like little like I think there's little things, there's little things you know that that say like how they died or or what they died of or something to that effect. But but it's pretty kind of funny, you know. So you're basically running a business. So it's just. It's just a fun little game that I, you know, that I got for like eleven dollars, and I'll, I'll throw it on, you know, every so often when I'm trying to blow off steam because I find it very relaxing trying to get everything ready to go. So, I highly, I highly recommend checking it out if you haven't already. It's really good. So, uh, hey Al, so uh, what have you been playing, Al, aside from Destiny Two? Because I know you have been. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been playing a lot of Destiny Two since it came out, but I've also been playing XCOM Two. And it's like a strategic role-playing game. And I'm just, you just kill aliens. They're in town, you try to kick them out. And uh, there's an expansion that just came out the other day, or today, on console anyway. And it's like the Chosen War. And it's just like how uh, Enemy Unknown or Enemy Within expansion was for the first game. It's the same premise on this game. It's just more enemies. Uh, different options for your soldiers, but the base game storyline is still pretty much the same. You just get a lot more extra options to do. Is it like is it turn based or is it real time strategy? I think it's turn based, right? It's not an it's, RTS, right? It's uh turn based. Yeah, I can't wait right to get on. my copy, Joe. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I picked the XCOM two up at a Walmart for both me and Desmond. And I found it for twenty bucks. So wow. <laughs> Well, I, I played bad. the last one and uh, on like a, I got it on a sale or something, and I really enjoyed it. Like I, I really enjoy that. It's it's hard though. Ooh, ooh, that stuff is hard. Yeah, it's difficult. Heard the loading time is pretty bad on the regular PS4, but uh, do you have a pro or do you have a regular uh, PS4, Al? A uh, regular PS4. 
But I'm okay. playing XCOM 2 on the uh, on my PC because. Oh, yeah, are you? Yeah, I do have it for the PS4, and the load times are a lot longer. Yeah. No. And then probably mouse and keyboard's more preferable, but it just depends on, you know, if you want to play it in the living room or play it on your desk in your computer room if need be. So, you know, I know that's not with issue with you, Kevin, because you have your PC hooked up to your TV, right? Yeah. 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 Good deal. As far as what I've been playing this uh, week, uh, basically besides Destiny 2, um, Diablo 3, I have finally have conquered the mountain. I beat Mathael in uh, Reaper of Souls content with my monk, and so I went ahead and I opened up adventure mode. And so I've been dabbling, you know, playing that a bit, um, seeing as far as how the end game is going to start with that. And so I did uh, my first Nephilim Rift on there along with uh, decided to go through Act 1's map and was getting some bounties. And, and basically how it would work is that um, you have a map full, like you could go to a, like an old uh, cathedral on there, and it's like it will start you off at a particular level, like one of the high, like the lowest level that has the high, highest amount of random map elements on there. And so you're able to go in there, clear out the boss after defeating like 75 enemies and, and getting a particular bounty on that. So I'm working on clearing at least act one on there and then doing some more Nephilim rifts on there. There's a couple of uh, main bosses in that particular act that I'm going to try to go to, but it's, it's kind of, it's, it's the game that never ends on there. Just if you want loot and you want to relax and, and just go at it. Well, Diablo 3 has that and then some on there. I'm looking forward to getting back to my uh, season is 11 or 12. I forget which season they're in right now. But uh, playing my Necromancer some more on there. I'm not sure when it's the season 12. will end. But uh, how is your season? 12. Is it 12? Okay. How are you doing yeah, in your season bad. right now, Desmond? Probably just waiting for you, you know, to play it. Uh, and then some other games have been kind of gotcha. the, really coming to the forefront. So. I'm glad you beat it though. Like I can't wait to beat my yeah. my playthrough. Yeah, no, I, I you know I loved the game. I played the game quite a bit two or three years ago. It's one of my games of the year on Gamer Husbands uh, back in the day, and it's now to where I kind of just let the game like you know dissipate a bit. But uh, it was just cool to go back to it. So uh, I'm still kind of curious. I haven't played Path of Exile yet on the Xbox One. You know my be good to fire that system up once in a while just to make sure it works also, you know? also you keep <laughs> promising power. to do yeah, that every week i'm waiting for yeah. you to actually do that oh turn yeah. on my xbox one oh yeah you, you've missed it kevin he, we'll he, he he keeps sending me these things he's like hey you know, ebay's selling an X, uh, xbox one s for uh for two hundred dollars i'm like you really must want me to buy this don't you <laughs> I, I ain't no pusher, man. I'm just the lies you tell, I, I wanna, sir. The lies he's an enabler. I want to mm. give you my knowledge. Knowledge. Do you own a, knowledge. Uh, Al, do you own an Xbox One S? Ah, there you go. Uh, no. <laughs> do you have a desire to own an Xbox One, or is this you're fully satiated with what you have right now? Dang, I'm good with what man. I have. <laughs> 3DS, Vita, PS4, and PC. Yeah, that, that's that's a lot of platforms, you know. And hell, I got Switch and Xbox One added on to the mix, at least modern consoles. And so it's just it's hard. It's hard to try to find time to play everything. 
you know, I, I do want to play Xbox One. I got the Forza Horizon Three to get to, and I want to check out Path of Exile. So, but uh, as far as portable wise, I haven't been playing that much. Um, I have Monster Hunter Stories. It's still in the shrink wrap, unfortunately. It's a uh, poor redheaded headed stepchild right now. I want to get to it and get. You know, I found out that you do get a special reward when you start the main game if you do uh, play the demo on that or have a monster hunter generation save on your uh, 3ds cart or on your memory card so you know, keep that in mind if you guys are interested in that game as well so and uh done with what i've been playing just crack internet research came up to the total of glimmer that you could have in your inventory you could have up to a hundred thousand glimmer so mm. yeah i'm so, so much better than the that. destiny one yeah so yeah. much better yeah. Yeah. That 25 what was it 2000? 20, it was 2,500, 25,000, excuse me. So. Well, all righty then. Um, let's go ahead and jump into our extra, extra news section. So, right. uh, Trader Joe, why don't you kick us off with this week's news nuggets? All right. Yeah. I do have some news to kind of go over. So, let's go and get started on that to kind of cover all the nuggets this week. Uh, first news item. That caught my eye. This got announced earlier today. Uh, Capcom is going to finally, after all the rumors and leaks, have confirmed a release for Akami HD. It's coming out for both PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, it will also support the uh, modern resolutions of both PC, Xbox One X, and also PlayStation 4 Pro and support 4K resolution on there so it's coming out on december the 12th which will come out for both ps4 xbox one and pc in north america and europe um both the ps4 and xbox one will get a physical release on top of the digital release as well and the cover art looks gorgeous on there i am going to put my uh hard-earned 20 dollars in gamestop space bucks <laughs> on akami hd i can't wait to play i've been a Big fan of the series. I have played it on both PS2 and PS3. I have not beat the game, and so I'm looking forward to actually pushing my way through this time and getting it done on that. So if you haven't uh, or you're not familiar with Okami, Okami, you play uh, the role as uh, Amaratsu, which is a Japanese sun goddess who inhibits the form of a legendary white wolf, Shiran Inui. On there on a quest to defeat Orochi on there. So um, game does use uh, like a magical paintbrush on there, which will probably work great with the uh, PS4 touchpad on there. So uh, any thoughts, you guys, on this uh, HD remaster, uh, 20 bucks, uh, 4K resolution? Uh, I, I cannot wait. I will to be buying it this. as well. It looks you amazing, know? and I cannot wait for yeah. it. I have owned this game you know back in the day and i never really beat it and never beat it and i'm going to be playing it when it comes out this looks great and the price is fantastic yeah even if you have a, a amazon prime or gamers club unlock with best buy that's like 15.99 that's like barely nothing on there so uh game's been out it was originally released back in 2006 for the ps2 uh, by clover studios which uh, kind of went on to form uh, Kevin's favorite studio of all time, Platinum Games, on that. So, uh, any interest in this, Kevin? Or you kind of um, dabbled with the game before, or do you know much about it? 
I know about it, but this is one of those um, titles that's on my eternal shame list as I've never played it. Never played it, never owned it, always wanted to get around to playing it, particularly uh, for a while I was a Nintendo-less, so it looked like something that could kind of hit that... uh, uh, Zelda, or rather, I wasn't Nintendo list. I just really wasn't into the direction Zelda was going at the time. Yeah, and uh, I thought this would kind of fill that itch, and I always wanted to get it and play it, and I never got around to it. So this re-release, particularly as I can get a physical copy, is right in my wheelhouse. So I'll definitely be picking it up. Good deal. Any interest, Al, or have you played this game before? Oh, I, I played it, beat it, and I definitely <laughs> would get it again because I didn't know it was just going to be 20 bucks. Yeah, it's 20 bucks. So especially if you have your Gamers Club Unlocked or uh, Amazon Prime, I mean, damn, 16 bucks, damn. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. <laughs> so. yeah, it's, a, it's a good game, and it's pretty lengthy, too. And good deal. Super excited to see that finally get announced. So... And next news story, which, you know, we'll kind of discuss a little bit. Uh, Nintendo is kind of fighting back with all the hate online. And the hate has to do with uh, their Super NES Classic Edition on there. They're imploring Reggie fils in an interview with the Financial Times has stated that uh, Nintendo has, quote unquote, dramatically increased the supply for the company's next micro console. And while pre-orders for the system have sold out, he assured that the matter was, quote unquote, outside our control as far as the pre-orders from retailers go. But he added that I will strongly urge you not to overbid on an SNES classic on any of the auction sites. You shouldn't have to pay more than $79.99, he said. So, and it's in response to obviously the the hate and dissertation of the fact that the NES Classic became like an eBay magnet last year with all these resellers on that. So, and in, in fact, um, they even stated that the NES Classic is another announcement that they stated today will be coming back out in 2018 and that the Super NES will keep shipping in 2018 as well. On that, so Nintendo, I, I think they want to make money. <laughs> I really think they do, and so you know, even though we doubted, why are they severely like uh, constraining their um, supply uh, on the NES Classic? I'm thinking they just probably have worked the deal out with some Chinese manufacturer to just crank these SOBs out. <laughs> they need to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and and you know I can appreciate Reggie's statement there, but that's really not what he should have said. It should be he should have said you should be able to walk into any store or any online retailer of your choice and purchase this system without a problem. When I walk into GameStop on the 29th, on September 29th, or any time thereafter, I should see those systems on the shelf ready for me to buy without having to stand in no line six hours ahead of time before the store opens up, without having to download some script bot to uh, send mass requests to purchase, you know, on multiple online retailers so I can get this thing. It, it, this 
for whatever you know i'm i'm not a i don't run a multi-billion dollar company so maybe i don't know what i'm talking about but it just seems that something like this the s the snes classic the 8-bit classic these should have been well the 8-bit classic because the snes classic isn't out yet the 8-bit should have been readily available in as many numbers as that would meet the demand that they should have known there would be for the console. I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but that this shouldn't have been a, that shouldn't have been a problem. And it makes no sense to feed the scalper market because Nintendo's not going to see any of that money. Yeah, you know that that three hundred percent markup, four hundred percent markup that they're going to do is going straight into the scalper's wallet. So it you know it just make it just makes your fan your fan base frustrated when they can't they can't give you their money for a product that they want to get. So and as something as as easy as this should be to manufacture for the, for a company like Nintendo in mass quantities to meet the to meet the demand this should not be an issue so i'm hope i'm hopeful that uh you know reggie's statement uh will translate to reality come the 29th i know, hope he's so. not just like ducking and driving or selling the wolf tickets or anything like that <laughs> so on that. I hope it really is definitely something that will come to fruition. I don't think he's meaning to do anything uh, on this. I hope that his bark does have a bite in this instance. So, yeah, but I mean, he's he's limited to what you know Nintendo Japan decides to do. Oh, I know? know, and you know he's got to he's got to pull the pull the company line. Uh, you know, and, and I can't I can't blame him for that, but. You know, this is. I mean, I just I just got my switch like two and a half weeks ago. Uh, I could have got it from other retailers that had it in stock, but I need to get it from a specific one so I could use my space bucks and 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 get it for free. Uh, there should be there should have been ample amounts of those consoles available. And enough so, and they should. I shouldn't have had to buy uh, a redunculous Benji over no Vaseline <laughs> bundle uh, from GameStop. I shouldn't have had to do that in order to get the console. I didn't do that, by the way. I just waited, and uh, so they got to show up at some point, and eventually they did. But it, you see, what I, you know what I'm saying? Because the these these shortage of these short supplies. Even when you look at it on the short term, definitely in the long term, Nintendo does not make any additional money off of that. You're just you're just stuffing the they're just stuffing the pockets of retailers that create these redunculous bundles and 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 shell out junk that they couldn't get rid of if their lives depended on it because they bundle it with a with a product that's so in demand. Or you you get some some joker who goes to Toys R Us, or because he knows the stock guy, the stock clerk in the back, and he goes in there and he picks up six, and he's selling. He he may be keeping one and selling the other five on eBay 
four, six, seven hundred dollars, uh, because you know at that time because he could even without a game, because the markup was was the demand was was that, and Nintendo's not seeing any of that money. So you know, hopefully they'll correct it. Oh, Al, are you going to keep your? I want them to correct it. No, I do too. Uh, hopefully they will rectify and get that going. But uh, are you still keeping your pre-order, Al? I know you said that you bought what I think was the Legend of Zelda chess set, and what was the other item that you had to throw in the bundle? A Triforce lamp. Triforce lamp. Oh God. <laughs> when I showed well, my son that he liked it, so I'm like, okay, good. There you go. I know you. You said that uh, I think both items were kind of agreeable, you know. So, and some of that stuff is kind of cool, you know. It's just, I don't know if I want to pay that little uh, bonus price. I mean, how much is your bundle package altogether? It was uh, like 189 or 199 Aye, aye, aye. So. But so. you know what, Al? Uh, at least you got items that you can use. Your son wanted those mm-hmm. items. So at least you can say, at least you can say that. But some of this stuff, like the GameStop bundles, like like for the Switch, three hundred dollars for a, a, a. I mean, a, I'm sorry. What was it? Uh, what was that? I think Joe, you showed it to me. It was like oh, some of the bundles went up to six, seven hundred bucks. Yeah, seven hundred. Oh. You got an art book <laughs> and, and and some other some other thing that that has no. That that has no value. Nobody would be going into GameStop to ask for, you know, this whatever additional item that they've slapped onto it. And hey, hey, let's charge them six hundred dollars. It's okay, you know, GameStop. It's a give and take. You know, you 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 take from them, you don't get. <laughs> so it's a kind of a special arrangement, a special relationship you have with that corporation. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, I don't hate them as much as you know, like, like, like some. I mean, for some folks, GameStop is is oh yeah, is like the you know is powered by Satan's <laughs> testicle sweat. But <laughs> you know, I, I just it, I I just don't like the and it, and it all goes back to the manufacturer. I just don't like things that should be amply uh, amply available. Uh, be in such short supply that it makes those that that third that third party market just swoops in and takes advantage of of folks you know who want to be able to get something for their kids or get something for themselves without and they should be able to do that without having to be have it saddled with a bunch of crap that they otherwise would not want and that's the thing that bothers me Gotcha. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Proof's in the pudding. So, yeah. uh, next news story uh, game it came out today for both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. Uh, Samurai Showdown 4, 5 Special has sliced its way onto both consoles. Um, right now it's $14.99, but if you have a PlayStation Plus membership, which I think everyone, their uncle's mother, has, uh, you're able to get it for an additional 20% off. Grab it for $11.99. Code Mystics, the team that also did the uh, Garou Mark of the Wolves conversion for PS4 and also did the Last Blade 2 uh, conversion uh, for PlayStation 4 headed up this version as well on there. It's a cross-buy item, so you will get it for both PlayStation 4 and Vita for the same quote-unquote low price on there. The 
uh, kind of hook with this game is that the version is finally uncensored on there. When the game originally came out back in the day for the MVS system, for the home system for the Neo Geo, um, because of the added blood to this particular uh, title on there, is that they basically um, recalled the cartridges on there because of the fact that they had to, at the last minute, uh, withhold back the um, blood and gore from the game for whatever reason. I think uh, SNK was at Ooh. the time sensitive to it. I mean, that's that's why we saw the white blood in the home version of Samurai Showdown, like one, two, and so on and so forth. But uh, the game is uncensored here. Um, I was checking out the message board, though. Uh, they had some posts from Code Mystics, the developer of this game, and a lot of people were complaining on Twitter about the um, game still being censored. Uh, they stated that the uh, original game, the home version of the game, had a um, training uh, mode in it, but that uh, they were not able to back engineer blood and gore into the training mode. So be aware that you're still going to have censored censored content in the training mode, but you know, in the true blue arcade mode of the game and in the uh, online multiplayer. It is uh, fully uncensored, so keep that in mind on there. So it does support online multiplayer. It will have leaderboards, a gallery mode, and customizable menu music as well on there. So a lot of people have held this game in high esteem. I have never played Samurai Showdown 5 Special. I'm a fan of the series. I, I think at the time where that the series is kind of fading out a little bit, I am very much looking forward to buying this game. This game is getting bought as soon as this podcast is over and back <laughs> on it. So how do you guys feel about this title on there? Are you a big fan of the Samurai you know Shonen series? You know, yeah. So, oh, I, I know cannot, you are too. I can't wait to play at that's your how, house. That's, yeah, that's I can't how wait we to play met. at your house, my friend. So. It's how we... Oh, play at my house. Come on, man. It's eleven ninety nine, sir. You could play it. we could play it online together. We'll bring back no, those old memories. We, we That's how I uh, unless met... unless we're, we're listening to headset, I can see you throw your controller across the room, then maybe. You know. But <laughs> other than that, mm, no, nah, I'll probably end up buying it as well. I mean at that I mean, come on, it's eleven bucks, you know. Every twelve whatever. You know, yeah. It's, it's a great that's a great price for this game. And the series is, is great. I think it's one of those classic gems that just never really you know it, it needed i don't know just classic i love it but yeah great game i cannot wait yeah there's some mortal combat fatality moves in this game too which i've never seen in the samurai showdown series prior so i'm kind of curious how those kind of came out too so even though it's an old game it's actually fresh for me so that's why i'm really looking forward to playing it so yeah, I never played five either. Um, I I thought the reason for the recall was the fact that they had fatalities in it to begin with. That they uh, that I thought that was the reason for the recall because like two had blood in it all day long, like those arterial sprays. Yeah, and I think I think wasn't that censored for the home version on the. Uh, the MBS? MBS, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was all white blood. Yeah. For yeah. The MBS. Sweat. Yeah. 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 Cutting the sweat off of you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why if you own the MBS, which you'd be a rich person anyway to be able to own that thing back in the day, and even now, even more so now mm. that 
you got to get that damn mod in there to be able to enable the arcade uh, uh, mode. That way you could get all the blood and gore that you ever would want, you know. Same thing with Metal Slug and other games on the system that had uh, some blood and gore. It's, uh, there has been some censorship uh, with SNK, but that's just the 90s for you on there. I, I, was there a Fatal Fury that had Mai's uh, little jiggly parts uh, censored too? Um, I don't know. I no. Don't, I don't know. I, I can't honestly say for sure <laughs> if that was the case because, I mean, she was always kind of jiggly in some form or fashion in every iteration she's been in. So yeah. I never really paid that much attention to it. But yeah, I never remember reading. I don't recall ever reading anything about it with regards to that character. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll research it further. We'll, we'll talk about it more next week. So, um, also in the news, this game came out came out of nowhere. Uh, D three publisher in Japan, which is the publisher for one of my favorite games, Earth Defense Force, has announced Earth Defense Force four point one Wing Diver the Shooter uh, coming out for the PlayStation four. It got announced uh, practically yesterday in the latest issue of Weekly Famitsu. On there, uh, the Basically, it's going to be a vertical scrolling shoot 'em up in which you play just the wing diver class on there, which is the light soldier class in the franchise, equipped with a jet pack for rapid deployment on there. So basically, it's going to be uh, a game where you have to, oh, my God, shoot bugs. Believe it <laughs> or not, shoot them bugs. So, um, though, so they, there are some magazine scans of it. Right now, um, only one player is supported right now, but there's going to be uh, offline leaderboards that will be included and will retail in uh, Japan once it comes out this fall for uh, 2,980 yen on there. So that's not too bad. It's like 30 bucks US, give or take on there. And screenshot looks a little bit uh, different from the usual. There's a combo meter. There's a high score meter. So it's like they made, they made the wing diver section of... EDF 4.1 into a score chase, believe it or not. (laughs) There's even meters on there, armor meters, shoot-up time indicators on there, and it looks crazy as hell. It almost looks like an arcade game um, created almost based on the Wing Diver class in EDF 4.1. And you know me, you know our previous tendencies, at least on the gamer husband edf 4.1 was our jam it was a game to go to for a long while and so uh, i can't wait for tokyo game show and edf 5 to kind of rear its head again and see what's going on with that but if you ever wanted to play uh, edf with uh, score chasing and combo meters hey guess what this game is is on its way no word yet on a u.s release uh, it's kind of touch and go as far as U.S. releases on EDF titles, but hopefully Xseed will uh, take care of that. So any thoughts or opinions on this, guys? Um, if it comes stateside, I will pick it up. The only reason, the only thing that would kind of keep me from importing it is that at least the Earth Defense Forces that I've played are kind of have a lot of text in them, particularly when you're looking at those weapon menus. And I really want to be able to read what... <laughs> you know the stuff that i'll be uh equipping so that would be my only uh hindrance from importing it but hopefully if nothing else we would get a digital release on psn yeah uh, i recently registered for a japanese psn account and surprise surprise it's uh 
username gaming vessels. So if you do want to play with me on the Japanese PSN, you go and check that out. In fact, we could share that account, guys, if you want to uh, have at it. So, but okay. uh, we'll have to see on that. So, all right. And next news story, it's our uh, weekly Kunio-kun update. So, yeah. H2 Interactive is going to be bringing River City Melee Battle Royale Special, which was previously released for the PlayStation 4, the PC via Steam worldwide on September 14th. Uh, that will be out in a couple days as of this recording on there. So game will be available in English, traditional Chinese, Japanese, and Korean, if you happen to be of that dialect on there. The Steam version will be available at an additional 10% for the launch week on there. And an additional 10% discount will be provided for users who own River City Super Sports Challenge All-Star Special. On there, I don't know if you have that in your Steam catalog or not, Kevin. But uh, I do not. I do not. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll be all over this uh, once I once I get back. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have been addicted. I it just makes me wish that uh, uh, underground. A River City Underground was on consoles as well, because that game that game is just so good. I, I, there, these Kunio Kun games, you know, it you know for me it it, it started with the Super Dodgeball, uh, but I think they've all they've got a hockey game. There's a hockey Kunio Kun a... game that's supposed to be really good. Um, all all kinds of different neat you know variations of, on that style and of course on my my 2ds i mean uh tokyo rumble like lives in the cartridge slot so <laughs> you know i i thoroughly enjoy the that type of game right on it. good deal so just thought to make a mention of it. that's our uh, weekly kunio kun updates we'll see what we come across next week on that so um also this week, uh, Microsoft has announced that Killer Instinct uh, will uh, support Steam Play with both Xbox One and Windows 10 players. So this kind of announcement came as a little bit of surprise on there because of the fact that uh, the game is not out on Steam as of yet. But uh, they had an interview with uh, community manager Rukari Austin on the official KI forums, and he stated that, yes, uh, Killer Instinct players on Xbox One or Windows 10 will be able to cross-network with players on Steam, and we're super excited to be able to bring this feature to you when KI launches on Steam in the coming weeks on that. But they stated that uh, Killer Instinct will not be offering the feature full-time at launch. Uh, they will be uh, testing Steam cross-play out in beta fashion with the feature uh, coming up and down post-launch on there. So they're kind of kind of work the bugs out. I kind of almost wish they had a beta period to do that, but hey, Guess what? If you want to play KI and uh, you don't have it yet, um, you might be able to go ahead and, and add it to your Steam library and then not even have to deal with the Windows 10 store at all. So, on there. So, um, this feature being turned on or off will have zero impact on your ability to be able to play Killer Instinct in network or between Xbox and Windows 10 players. So, they're saying that there are. Play to your heart's content while they're doing the dirty work and working on all the kinks on that. So 
and there's no uh, still no firm release date for the game on Steam, but uh, you know, leave it up to Microsoft to kind of get that crossplay going and and uh, get that worked out on there. Any opinions, guys, on this announcement? I know it's just a crossplay initiative, so it's really not that big of a deal. It's not like Steam's on your Xbox One now or something. So, well, here here's the thing that I don't that I don't I don't quite understand. And I have I, the one, the first my first question it really can't be answered at least in the in this article. And my question is: Are you going to be able to join into lobbies with your Xbox, Windows 10, and Steam? Are you going to be able to jump into fully interactive lobbies where you're able to have chat and and all that stuff going on? Is that is it going to be that? type of cross play that would be my that would be my first question and my, my second question is I, I don't understand what the what what the the how this what what the benefit of this is um, I guess maybe it it's a benefit for those who haven't upgraded to Windows 10. Uh, who are still with, at Windows 8, and yeah. th that way they'd be able to go to Steam and, and get the game and play the game without uh, without updating it. At least they'd have access to it. Yeah. But if I'm going to if I've if I'm Microsoft and Steam is still a competitor, it's going to be a competitor until it shows up on an Xbox. You know. Then, then you can say it's no longer a competitor. But until then, it's a competitor. If I'm buying, uh, if I'm buying, and I asked the same thing when they brought Quantum Break over to Steam, although I don't know if it was so much Microsoft as it was a developer trying to recoup uh, some some cost for that game's development because hardly anybody bought it that that owned an Xbox anyway. And the win and the Steam version ran better than the Windows 10 version. That's a whole other issue. What's the what's the benefit to Microsoft as far as overall profit? Because yeah, they're going to be getting a cut for every Steam every Steam code that's redeemed, but Steam is also going to get a nice little chunk out of that for every game sold as well. Whereas on the Windows Store. That's all just straight profit to them. I'm still, I'm still kind of. I I don't I don't get the whole, you know the that whole thing that where the two uh, infrastructures which still are competing, even though they're both running on PC. Uh, I get the Xbox to Steam. Okay, I I can see that. I just don't get the Windows Windows 10 to Steam thing. I I'm not really, you know, I don't I don't see it. I I don't quite understand that. Well, there's some people that just don't want to buy from the Windows 10 store. They kind of refuse. They don't want to go through Windows 10. They want to go through their Steam account. They don't want to have separate accounts on there. And I could kind of understand why in a way because Steam is like the place to go, the place to be on PC. On that, I mean, Al, you own a gaming PC. I mean, do you 
have you bought anything from the Windows 10 store at all, or do you just go through Steam? I mean, what, what's your uh, vendor of choice? Uh, primarily Steam. I have a Windows games account, but it was kind of confusing, and I didn't want to bother with it. So I'm glad that Killer Instinct's coming through Steam. Especially I mean, you. It's good, but I, I'm it's great for the it's great for the consumer, no no question about it. But I just don't to me it just makes your own store, which has its problems, even more irrelevant. It, you know, why you know, when Halo six drops on, on Windows ten and Xbox, if it comes to Steam, who's gonna bother? With 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 well, getting it on well, Windows people, on Windows uh, 10. I think every every system has its diehards, you know whether it's whether it's uh, computer based, console based, or, or or what have you. I think they're just trying to shoot as many, trying to do as trying to do as as much as possible to to be everything to everybody, you know, because because as long as you're getting a little bit of something, it's better than nothing, you know, and and even if it's not the best that it could do. They're still they're still recouping some of that loss, you know, because I know that what that what is it the whole thing where they where they where there was like no crossplay or anything like that, you know, like this is I mean it's probably not going to change any of that, but still like this is a way for them to get a little bit of that revenue, you know. But makes sense. I, I don't know. I I I I I guess, but it just it it just seems to me that. That revenue is it would it would be better suited for Microsoft to just all go to them, and still have. It's not saying don't put it on Steam, but when you're saying that okay, you can get it on Xbox, and we'll have crossplay between Xbox and Steam, and that's that's one thing. And then you say okay, well we'll have crossplay between, uh, you know. Windows 10 and Xbox, you know, that's a thing, but you're 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 building your infrastructure as having a the demand in your own infrastructure where this is where you go to get this product. I don't see how that works when you're putting your product out on on everything and particularly when one pro when one storefront is heads and shoulders superior to the one that you've got. I mean, yeah, they're you're getting, uh, you know, they're getting us, they're getting a slice for every game that's sold. Microsoft gets money for it, but for every every game that's sold on Steam, Valve is going to get their cut. Whereas if it's go purchased on the Microsoft Store, it's all going to Microsoft. I mean, it, to me. I mean, I'm I'm old school. Everything has to have a function. Everything has to has a have a purpose. You know, that's why, you know, that's the reason why I got into consoles. You know, ColecoVision had all my arcade games and television. That's where I went for my sports games. You know, there was a reason for it to be there, and that if that's what you wanted, that's where you had to go. And I, I get this whole crossplay thing. I just don't. You know, I just don't understand it as far as building a building an ecosystem around your own product, meaning your your online store, when your competitor is doing it way better. 
and you're not getting as much profit per total unit sold because X number of those units are being sold on your competitor store. That that's that, that that's just what's what's puzzling to me. But you know, then again, I'm not running a multi-billion-dollar company either. So, you know, what <laughs> what do, what do I know? It just seems yeah, I wouldn't want seems to run odd. A, build a company like that either. <laughs> All right, and last news story for this week. Uh, Capcom Vancouver, they're done with Dead Rising. They are working on bringing back Capcom's Puzzle Fighter for a modern mobile audience on there. Uh, they are, will be releasing uh, the game, a, re, a new version of the game on mobile devices on there. There's going to be a soft launch in select countries at a yet-to-be-determined date with a global release plan for late 2017 on there. If you happen to be at PAX uh, this last month, on there, Capcom booth will be demoing the game for attendees on that. So um, you're able to battle players in real time, unlock characters, of course, travel to iconic Capcom arenas, and climb the world leaderboards. So any desire on your guys' part to play this game again? I like Puzzle Fighter on back it. in the day. It, so If it's going to be a competitive type thing, like I like that game. I wasn't very good at it, but I thought it was fun. You know, I, I'm excited. This looks cool. I just hope I just hope the price yeah. is not Hopefully. prohibitive, though. That's my problem. Like, I really hope the price isn't crazy. I hope if it's not free to play, because free to play would kind of bring all like that gambling techniques and all sort of garbage in there. But oh, you don't want no we'll Capcom salty we'll see bet going. <laughs> <laughs> Pay to win? No. I want I want to be a whale on Capcom's uh, Puzzle Fighter. No, nope. I'm not going to be a whale. <laughs> I'm already a whale in real life. Wah, 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 wah. So. Mm. I like uh, I liked uh, uh, Puzzle Fighter, but I it just kind of makes me wish there was a, uh, a a remake of the actual fighting game based off the chibi characters from Puzzle Fighter that was on the Saturn. Oh man, I love called? that game. Like, I like that too. It was fun. Mm. Was it? Wasn't yeah, it like Gem Fighter? Gem Fighter, yeah, Gem Fighter. It makes me wish there was another Gem, Street Fighter, Gem, Street Fighter, Gem Fighter game. Because I, I mean, I did like Puzzle Fighter, and I played it. I, I had it. Uh, I had it. I can't remember what system I had it on. Uh, was it? Was it on three? It came out on three sixty at one point as an Xbox Arcade, didn't it? Yeah, it was called Pocket Fighter. Pocket, Pocket Fighter. Fighter. Yeah, Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix. It was yeah. like one, one of the games that came out. And uh, as far as it, it got released for the Saturn, it originally came out for the arcade, but it also got released for the PlayStation. And it's part of the Street Fighter Alpha anthology on PlayStation 2, if you happen to have that collection, which I actually have it in my my house somewhere. So, you know, if you're going to bust out your PS2, get that uh, Alpha anthology collection, it's on there. So. I had mine with the Saturn, and uh, it was part of that mass collection of wonderful games that I no longer have because I was dumb. <laughs> oh, I don't have it either no. anymore. I did have it at one point in time. But uh, that's another life story to talk about, too. Mm -hmm. You know, yours, your my circumstances were different. I sold my, a lot of my Saturn stuff on eBay to make money to buy other games. You know how it goes usually. So, mm -hmm. Yep. I hear you. All right. And that's all the news I have this week, guys. So 
Well, alrighty, so we're going to go into our game night details. Uh, for those who are new to the show, game nights are th every Thursday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, pretty much you can probably guess what game we're going to be playing, and that uh, it's Tiddlywinks, you know. <laughs> it's uh, Destiny 2. But we've also got uh, we've got everybody's golf in there. And folks, don't let uh, the juggernaut of Destiny 2 uh, in, uh, make you feel apprehensive about suggesting a game that you would like to play. Uh, go ahead and hit us up and let us know what games you have. Chances are between the three of us, we've got it. And uh, if any of us don't have it, I'm sh pretty sure we could uh, acquire it fairly easily. So we want you guys to be a part of uh, this community. We were trying to build a, this podcast is listener based. Our game nights are listener based. So if you have something that you want to play, uh, put it out there and say, Hey, this is what I'm interested in playing. We will get it done. And, uh, for speaking of game nights, uh, you can reach me on PlayStation network. I'm at show enough seven S H O N U F F the number seven. Trader, Do, Trader Joe is Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. -A -A. And Dez is at Nemotigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. So those are our PlayStation Network IDs. Let us know what's going on. I will, I also, I can also be reached on uh, Xbox Live. I am Shonuff071. And on, St on Steam, I am Shonuff71, but you have, you'll have a better chance of, of reaching me on as far as gaming uh, online networks through PSN, through uh, more so than the other two. All right. Al, what's your PSN name? I think he's up to wait for a minute. So, oh. uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll okay. swing back around for him as well. Okay. okay. And for oh, our... Oh, okay. Al, what's your PlayStation Network ID if you'd like to share that with the listeners? Sure. It's Alberco, A-L-B-U-R-K-O. Awesome. Awesome. So we can also reach us on the Twitters. Uh, Trader Joe is at Joe Fongul. I am at Shonuff71. And Dez is at Nemo Cub. And as always, we welcome your questions, uh, your comments, uh, your points of view on gaming as a whole. And you can send those to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, send in your questions, send in your, your I, I, ideals or things that you'd like to discuss. Also, you can be like Al and be on the show. As I, we constantly say we are listener and community a, a listener and community based podcast, which means interact interacting with folks that listen to us right here on the show, and uh, that's something that we that I feel is is very important. You know, you want to you want to stay in touch with the folks that find whatever you're putting out entertaining, and I think a good way to do that is to actually have them on the show to talk to you. So go. we want to thank you, Al, for coming on again and uh, sharing your viewpoints on Destiny 2 and the news nuggets that we had to share this week. Thank you uh, well, thank for being you. a part of the show. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, with that, we will bring episode, what is this? Wow, we're 17. at 17. Wow, episode 17, 17 of crazy. season one. It, it, yeah, really, really, it, it is amazing. We're bringing this episode to a close, episode 17. I'm showing up 71. That's Alberto. Uh, thank you again. Thank you for joining us Joining us on the show. That's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror. Trader Joe, the Food Max of Gaming. And we will be back next week or next time with episode 18 of Gaming Vessels. Peace. Later.